0: in this message pastor explains what happens when the grace of god influences our heart the grace of god saves us brings us into repentance helps us to overcome sin justifies us gives us acceptability and enables us to walk in peace and joy
1: amen hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Acts of the Apostles, the 11th chapter. Acts of the Apostles, the 11th chapter, and verse 23. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with, one, with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. Acts chapter 11, verse 23. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. Amen. You know, we know, That word grace means unmerited favor. That's just one of the meanings, unmerited favor. Grace, that word comes from a Greek word called charis. And grace is the influence that comes on one's heart that is always reflected outwardly. That is, God impresses upon your heart and whatever he impresses upon your heart is shown or visible outside. That's what grace is. The Bible says, they saw the grace of God. How do you see the grace of God? They saw the grace of God. How do you see the grace of God? So grace works in your heart God's Holy Spirit, God's Word begins to influence your heart. Begins to, it's God imposing upon your heart. And that in working of God's grace begins to be seen outside. It's reflected outside. The grace of God always can be seen by what it produces outside. It's divine influence working in the human spirit that can be visible outwardly. So when somebody says, I experience the grace of God, it's not a theology, it's just not a theological term, it's an experience. You you find something is happening to your heart, something is happening to your inward being, you are influenced by God. And everybody around you will see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one, when grace begins to work or influence your heart, it will save you. You are saved by grace, by faith. Grace will save you. Isn't that amazing? The working of God's grace saves you. Amen. Begins to work inside of you, begins to make Jesus so real to you. Amen. Make you to come to your father. You know the difference in a person if he is saved or not. Because before he's saved, it's like, oh God, oh God, oh God, help me. I'm in trouble, big trouble. Help me. I will light ten candles. I will fast 20 days. I will do this, do that somehow do something for me Lord, I'm in big trouble, help me, it's oh God but once grace has influenced your heart and you're born again, but Jesus is real and you've given your life to the Lord you become a child of God, it's no longer oh God, it is our father Abba A bar. You know it by the prayer language that people make. There are people who say they are born again. Who come to church. Who have never, never, never tasted the grace of God. In the way that God wants you to taste. I realized you know God wants. To. To. Want you to know His love in such deep way. It's just not a religious stuff. You know, my little children sometimes say, "Let's let's go in our car, Appa, somewhere. Let's go in our car." And sometimes I want to ask them, "Our car? When did you pay for it?" Aka? or sometimes they come to me and say where is my chocolate what your chocolate did you buy it or sometimes when we have gone out somewhere and then they say let's go to our house Apa, hello do you pay the rent there no but they realize they have a father. Amen. And everything the father has, nobody has to teach them. Automatically inside their heart they say, "Aka, car, our house, give me my chocolate. Wow. That's the kind of freedom that God wants his children to have. Amen. He wants you to come to that level of grace. Experience of that grace where you say, our oh, father, See even when Jesus taught the "that Give us today our daily bread Give us Even before sins are forgiven Then after that it says Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us But even before that as a father Child relationship Give us today What? Give us today our daily bread you know? <laughs> It's like my children say Chocolate Give us today daily bread. Come on. See, you have a father. You have a very loving father in heaven. The grace of God will open up your heart, your understanding to the love of God. Will begin to make you taste that you, you won't feel like an orphan. You won't feel all out alone there. But you will know that you have a father in heaven. You know, Jesus... Uh, sometimes we think grace is all about going to heaven definitely please get there (laughs) but see salvation is more than just a ticket to heaven it's more than just a ticket to heaven can you imagine Jesus send the disciples two by two 70 of them they began to go forth Luke chapter 10 cast out the devil and they came back excited have you seen some pastors or preachers they come back excited even the devils were listening to us they were so happy they said even the devils obeyed us when we said your name Lord devils obeyed us and Jesus said Hello. You know, it's you know sometimes it's almost like a royal cinema, you know. But the devil's listening to us, you know, people were all watching us, we were casting out the devil. Let's say, it was very dramatic, very powerful. All the people were excited. Please have that excitement when you serve the Lord. Wow. But Jesus said, listen, that's the effect, but the cause is something different. Rejoice all the more not because the devils listen to you, but because your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. The cause for the devils to obey you is that you're saved, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace thank you Lord for your amazing grace thank you Lord thank you Jesus praise you Father hallelujah amen grace will get you saved will keep you saved we can never save ourselves your righteous deeds are like filthy garments in his sight. You cannot save yourself. No matter how good you are. She's one of the goodest persons in the church. Goodest. Pardon my English. But that goodness cannot save. It's the grace of God. See even Luke chapter 15 the younger son who left the father's house he was in the pigsty He's, he lay there in the pigsty and he came to his sense and he said in my father's house even the servants have so much of bread not to eat but to spare. I mean they've had they've eaten they had three boxes of Kentucky Fried Chicken and two jars of Pepsi. and. But they still have enough to spare. Can you imagine that? They still have enough to spare. That realization made him to get and go back. And when the father saw from afar the father didn't say okay Go do penance for 3 months and then come see me Stay in the backyard till I know you really 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 you mean what you're saying The father ran And the Bible says, kiss them. A man who's coming out of a pigsty, kiss them first. Even my children, when they go out and play, they have a game called, you know, jumping in the mud, muddy jump or whatever, I don't know, muddy puddle, muddy puddle. (laughs) So they like to go out and jump in the muddy puddle and then come and I say, go have your bath first. (laughs) Go have your bath first. Here is this guy in the pigsty. And look at the love of the father. He goes and hugs them. Wow. Mm. Thank you, Lord.
0: Like my father's
1: love. Lift your hands and say that. There is no love. No love. Like my father's love.
0: Like my father's
1: 3 and verse 1 says stay with that, stay with that 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1 says, behold behold see what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not behold see, see grace will make you see Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called sons of God. Amen. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. If you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, for God. Some of you are in in confused identity. You are not sure whether you are from the you are of the devil or. You are of the world or you are of God. You're not exactly sure. May the Holy Spirit of God give you clarity tonight. Let every confusion leave your system. If you have accepted Christ into your life, if you have accepted Jesus, you have a Father in heaven. Behold the manner of love the Father has got towards us. Whoa. 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 Holy Spirit. you but as maybe as little children you know you see somebody maybe the president of the nation or a great sports personality or whatever you know as a child maybe you see somebody great and then they come and give you a hug or touch your head and say yay okay boy doing good and you want to go tell every one of your friends and cousins say, hey, listen I you know you know this is our president came and just patted me on the back and said you... and then I'm sure you would have had that experience in school and then there would be some guy who was envious of what you had and would tell you is he your father? <laughs> the president came and touched you on the head or that sports person came and touched you on the head is he your father? and it's like you know the air went out of the balloon suddenly you are like deflated okay things in perspective okay and then suddenly as a child you wish okay, if, I, if my father was like that or if somebody was that, that guy who is that maybe I'm sure all of you are beautiful fathers but for some this thought would go forth. Is God your father? The one who created the heavens and the earth. The one who said, let there be. And it was so. Is he your father? Then let me tell you, there is freedom. That's what grace does to you. It's not a religious term. It's an experience. You begin to sense and feel the love of the father. You want to give your heart to him. You want to come back to his love. You want to come back to his touch. You want to come back into his embrace. Let not religion deceive you. This night, come back to the father. Jesus is waiting for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the first things that grace this. You know, the father kissed the son. Didn't wash him up first. That comes second. That is also a work of grace. When you study the scripture actually, it says there, let me see. It says there in the book of Zechariah, uh, chapter 12 and verse 10 The AMP version But We don't have time We don't have that uh, Girl who is fast with the Bible here Her husband is sitting here You don't know how fast he is But Zechariah 12 and verse 10 says Amen Got it? Okay Okay Read it
0: And I will pour on the house of David Yes and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, yes, the spirit of grace and supplication. Then I will, they will pour out
1: the spirit of grace and supplication, and they will look on the one whom they have pierced. Yes.
0: Then they will look on me whom they have pierced.
1: Yes. yes that is grace will. can bring you to repentance, it can make you look to the Lord. It's grace. Amen Do you believe that tonight? You're looking to yourself But can make you look to the Lord Come under the blood of Jesus He was pierced for you He shed his blood for you His heart was broken for you Look to Jesus His blood will make you whiter than snow. Cleanse you, make you whole. (laughs) I've got some deep stuff here but tonight the Lord is just making me say the simple truth. Some hard hearts is going to turn to him by grace. And even for you to believe. You need the grace of God. Acts chapter 18. Verse 27. Isn't it amazing
0: the scripture? Acts 18 verse 27. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed Through grace He helped those who believed Through grace
1: And sometimes you need How many of you pray for more faith? But you need the grace The grace causes you to trust To believe It's not a mental gymnastics It's grace Have you seen people who move in that kind of faith? Make impossible things look very possible. Huge mountains disappear. Mountain of burdens are rolled away. You speak to them for a few minutes. It's the grace of faith operating in their lives. Amen. Amen. Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Amen. You know some of you You have trusted in the Lord for your salvation. You have trusted in him for his blood to speak over your life. His blood has spoken or speaks over your life. And yet you walk around feeling condemned, burdened. Can you imagine there are people who, you know, have given their hearts to Jesus. Who have asked the Lord forgiveness. But they sit for prayer or they want to do something for the Lord. And suddenly they are bombarded with guilt of something that they did 10 years back. Hey, what happened? You mean to say the father is waiting there with a stick to say, Okay, okay, 10 years back. 20 years back. In your sleep you thought that. (laughs) And then you get all worked up. Romans chapter 3, verses 24 and 25. It says there, The 24th and 25th was Being Justified freely by His grace Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus We are justified Freely By the grace of God Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus Look at Titus chapter 3 verse 7 Titus chapter 3 verse 7
0: that having been justified by his grace. And having been justified by his grace. We should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Yes. Justified by his grace. It's not a mental thing.
1: The grace of God begins to so visibly operate in your heart. Invisibly operates in your heart but visible outside because you know you are the righteousness of God. Through Jesus Christ. Otherwise I can make you say Lift your hand and say I'm justified by the blood of Jesus You can say that It feels good for those two minutes The service is over You are at home alone And the devil says Hello You remember what you did? But tonight say Lift up your hands and say I, I, I receive the grace that justifies me justifies. The grace of God Praise Amen, of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So some of the blessings, you know, we haven't even started, but it's already nine. I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay, I'll say this first: Grace will give you acceptability. Say that with me. Grace will give me acceptability. You know, we are accepted by the Father in heaven. We know that. Ephesians 1, six. But I'm speaking just not, not about that. But even accept, accept, acceptability here on earth. Something about you, something about that man or something about that woman that attracts you. You don't know what it is. That's grace. That doesn't mean everybody is going to like you. Because Jesus very clearly said you will have persecution. It doesn't mean that. But every good person, <laughs> every good person, or everyone who is saved, will begin to be attracted to somebody else who's walking in that same grace. There are people who go to an interview after interview after interview, but who are never accepted. May that be broken off from your life tonight. <laughs> There are people who go for a job, but quit after two months. They get into another job, quit there after two months. Why? Because nobody likes them there. When grace begins to operate, you might be the new kid on the block. But everybody wants to be with you. Wow. You lift your head and say, grace will single me out. Amen Amen. People do not know why they are attracted And you can increase The levels of grace in your life By asking the father in heaven By staying humble You can turn up the volume You know what I mean (laughs) And people just can't understand why See, when somebody is working and there is no promotion for 10 years, there is a lack of genuine grace. You start a shop and nobody comes to your shop, there's a lack of grace. There are people who come to me and say, Pastor, I started a business not working well, can you come and pray and you know, break the territorial spirit and break the demonic power and looks like somebody is doing witchcraft against the, uh, us, our business. Can you do pray? Well, there are times when that happens but most of the time, it's the lack of grace in their life. Most of the time, it's the lack of grace in their life. But when grace begins to operate, your life will be forward. And upward, forward and upward. Say that with me. By the grace of God, it'll be forward, upward, forward, upward, forward, upward. By the grace of God. Lift your hand and say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. There are people who do good to others and they're still hated back or you do help somebody and they don't even pay you for that why after all that you've done for them they hate you chances are it's a lack of grace I don't care if somebody does that to me I don't care if somebody does that to me because the Holy Spirit told me something son you will always be at least 10 years ahead Of the ones who do that to you. Ten years ahead. Lift your hands and say Lord. Your grace. Your grace. Multiply your grace in my life. Your grace Lord. your Your amazing grace. Your amazing grace. Your amazing grace Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you need to tell people, you know, come and see me. I may be here today, but come and see me tomorrow. I would have gone forward and upward. <laughs> amen. Some of you are just going to keep going forward and upward. You're going to tap into that kind of grace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Vidal ragastu huka Every condemning voice. Let break off from the lives of your people. Let them go forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Just because that word is in the Bible doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. You have to be conscious of it. You have to learn to perceive what is the most dominant grace in your life. Have you perceived that? If you have, then you will be able to perceive the grace of God in somebody else's life. And if you perceive that, then you are conscious of it. And then this will keep increasing in your life. It will keep increasing in your life. Amen. Unless you become conscious of the grace of God, it doesn't work You learn to recognize it. Galatians 2 and verse 9, when the apostles recognized or perceived the grace that was upon Paul. They perceived. That's the grace upon Paul. The grace of God will work in me and work for me. Say that with me. The grace of God will work in me and work for me. Amen. See, I never, 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 ever in your life work against somebody who is in grace. Because then grace will not work inside of you. When you see somebody in grace, say thank you Lord for the grace in that life. Wow, they have the grace to sing. Wow, grace to preach. Wow, grace to do that business. Grace to have a great family life. Wow, grace to raise up children properly. Wow, even grace to cook. Wow, that nice dish. Wow. I don't need to spite them or be envious of them or speak bad about them or get kind of big J about what is happening in their lives. Wow, grace to prosper in that person's life. Wow. Celebrate it. And you are activating the grace of God in your own life. God gives more grace to the humble. Amen. Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We don't have time to go through everything. So let me see what what are the ones which the Spirit of God wants me to say to you. Grace of God will... Another word carries is also grace is the same word translated favor. So grace is what activates favor actually. Favor with your seniors. Favor with your juniors. Favor with your teachers. Favor with God and with man. Amen. I am favored of the Lord. You need to keep You will know it. I am favored of the Lord. I am favored big. I am divinely favored. Why did God choose you? He chose you because he favored you. If he favored you in choosing you, then favor will work for you. You know, once a man of God whom I love very much who told me, son, you want anything, you will get it. You want anything, you will get it. So walk in that mentality. You want anything, you will get it. God will give it to you. God's favor is with you. want anything, you'll get it. There are things I don't want. (laughs) Everything that I wanted or want in my heart when I say Lord, it comes. It comes. I've seen that grace work in my life. See, God not only loves you, he wants the whole world to know that he loves you. And that is what favor is. It's not loving you in secret. It's not loving you in secret saying, Okay, I love you but don't tell anybody. God says, I love you. I favor you. And I will show the world how much I love you. <laughs> Somebody who going to tap into that grace tonight. If you didn't get anything tonight from the Word, receive that tonight. Lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit, reveal the truth of your Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at a couple more scriptures. What, What the grace of God will do in your life The grace of God is that which gives you the ability to overcome sin. Sin and grace doesn't actually go together. Look at Romans chapter 6 verses 1. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? I've seen people, even just a couple of weeks back, somebody told me, uh, you know, after the lockdown they start coming to the church new people they said the lady said my husband he drinks he smokes he's not able to stop it and then a week later they came and said pastor the moment he takes that bottle he can't stand the smell the moment he wants to smoke He just can't handle that smell. He's been smelling that for 30, 40 years. What happens suddenly that he can't do it anymore? The grace of God. The grace of God. Amen. The grace of God will help you to overcome. You cannot overcome by your strength. You need to say, Father, I need your grace. You need to apply for grace. Maybe in the times past you went looking for somebody to sleep with, to fornicate, to do something wrong. You went looking for. Even if a dog was wearing a skirt, you went behind it. (laughs) But now... Once the grace of God begins to work, even when they come looking for you, you just say, No, 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 no. No. Why? The grace is working inside of you. <speaking> in <Hebrew> the grace, the grace to overcome. The grace to overcome sin. The grace to overcome sin. The grace to overcome sin. Father, we thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Glorify your holy name. Amen. Amen. Coexistence of grace and sin is forbidden by God. That's what Romans 6 1 says. Those who continue in grace cannot continue in sin. <laughs> there are Diametrically opposite. It is only when grace dominates that sin's power is broken. Some of you need to trust in God for a higher level of grace to overcome that which is troubling you. In. <laughs> Lord, I need your grace to overcome, Lord. You know, look at another scripture, Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. The grace of God will teach you. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present age. Grace teaches you to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Ungodliness. Opposite of godliness. What is godliness? God-likeness. so when godliness comes whatever he likes you like what God hates you hate grace will make you to refuse ungodliness grace empowers you to say no lift your hand and say I receive the grace of God in the name of Jesus Amen Hallelujah That's the only way Will empower you The grace will empower you to live righteously and soberly With the right mind, soberly Not carelessly, not recklessly, not rashly Not rascally grace causes you to live soberly because Jesus will come again in the great clouds one of these days to take his church that is spotless and blameless and holy unto him you and me are a part of it so there's a reason you say no 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 my bridegroom my savior my Jesus is gonna come in the clouds you go party I have a holy ghost party hallelujah hallelujah Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine that? Paul said I am what I am by the grace of God. Grace made him who he was. He didn't say that by persecuting the church. There are people who will persecute the church and say I am by the grace of God what I am. No, that's not, he didn't say that while he was witnessing murder of the disciples of Jesus. He said that after an encounter, after the Lord had called him and chosen him and turned him from being a sinner to walking righteously with God and God using him to write the um, three by four of the New Testament, taking him as a revivalist to different cities and casting out the devil where his kerchiefs were healing and casting the devil out of people. Preaching the gospel, he said, as an apostle of Christ, I am what I am by the grace of God. Whoa, are you with me today? Are you with me today? grace that word grace that word I told you comes from a Greek word called char, char, charis from the word charisma we find the, we get the word charismatic all that from that word which means actually extraordinary ability or power Extraordinary implies your power. Extraordinary. In other words, extraordinary strength. The very evil that you're doing is a you no. Know, extraordinary strength. If people were to take 20 steps to get to a destination, In one step, you reach there. When God's grace comes upon your life, what would be normally difficult becomes easy for you. What is normally difficult? I mean, just to keep your cool. I mean, sometimes you lose your anger. It's difficult to just control your anger. The grace of God comes up. You don't get angry. What happened to you? Anything wrong with you? Having a fever or something? No, <laughs> Grace. Couldn't fast or pray but I really just spend time with the Lord. Extraordinary ability just couldn't sit in the church for more than 40 minutes. <laughs> come late, go early. Some of the people who come to church, their motto is like come early, come late, go early. <laughs> but extraordinary ability, you can sit through pastor's sermon for three-hour service, four-hour service, five-hour, you can sit through and actually enjoy it hmm not bad lift your hands and say Lord I need your grace I need your grace Amen Amen blessed be the name of Jesus Amen you know, uh, one of the things that grace brings into your life is joy. Don't ever underestimate the power of joy. Sometimes people think the more serious you are, the more spiritual you are. So you've seen pastors and believers after 10 years in the Lord, they're very serious. <laughs> and the grace will produce a lot of joy. The joy of the Lord flowing through you. But when you're religious nut and when you are kind of perfectionist then do it by yourself and by your willpower and you know, do it by your kind of guy, you kind of, no joy. Peter would say joy, unfathomable, unspeakable. That's the kind of joy God gives you. What would worry others doesn't worry you. What you worry actually controls your life. Do you know that? What you worry is actually controlling your life. And God doesn't want worry to control your life. God wants his joy to control your life. You are different from some other person who doesn't know the word. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make your request known unto God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ. People who worry are not walking in joy. Yeah, you know, today my, I was sharing with my wife, you know we were sharing today you know people when when you're worried you actually want others to worry with you. Have you seen that? You get irritated if somebody else is not worrying with you. The kids are watching and country says off the TV just just off it. why? Because your father said so just off it <laughs> Can I go out? Nobody's going. (laughs) Nobody's going out today. Why? Because you're worked up. You're, You're worried. The Lord is liberating somebody tonight tap into the joy the grace brings joy grace brings in in the Philippians 4 and verse 8 know, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 says rejoice in the Lord always and again I say unto you rejoice just joy just joy the joy of the Lord is your strength God wants you to have strength inside and he doesn't want you to be worked up or worried about anything don't build a worry atmosphere in your home. You know, sometimes doctor gives you a medical report saying something is bad about you. You know, it takes grace to realize I heard it now, but my father in heaven heard it before. And he's not worried. So I don't need to be worked up about this. He will work it for my good. You know, with every problem, every there is an answer in the Lord. Answer to the problem comes with the problem. Now I want you to realize it. Problems always gravitate towards an answer. So if problems are coming to you one after the other, it means If you tap into the joy of the Holy Spirit, God will give you wisdom to sort out that issue. There are people who say, I have so many problems pastor, I don't know who to tell it to. There's nobody to tell it to. (laughs) Have you seen that? Even pastor doesn't have time. He just gave me five minutes, I couldn't even start the problem. Five minutes is nothing. Three hours is nothing. Had so many problems. <laughs> I am serious. I mean, there are people who I was like that. Why why I know it is because I was like that. I had so many problems. Oh my god, who do I tell it to? How do I solve this out? Hi. And the Holy Spirit told me, son, just keep your joy because problems will always gravitate towards an answer. And the answer is within you. Bigger the test, bigger the testimony. If you take your eyes off that problem, you will be laughing in the spirit. Can you imagine Philippians 4 4, Paul wrote that in prison. You should be worried, Paul, and not sitting there and laughing your. <clears throat> <laughs> Paul, what's wrong with you, Paul? In prison, rejoice. And again, I say, rejoice. Are you kidding me? See, happiness is one of the characteristics of joy. Laughter is another one. Gladness is another one. Lightness in the spirit is another one. You don't need somebody to make you happy. When you're born again, when grace of God is inside of you, the Holy Spirit will produce joy. There are people who are so stressed, worried, worked up, they, say, they come home, they want to just on the TV and say, "Nobody me. I just want to watch something, okay? they're so stressed, just too many things going on in my life. Just, just bus off, just close the door, just leave the AC on and just... I want to just watch my favorite show just whatever it is (laughs) what happens after that show is over you mean the problem just went are you kidding me (laughs) there are people who will go in for prayer who will cast all their burdens at the feet of the Lord And when they come off, they will take it back. They recycle the entire problem. They are peaceful for 10 minutes. (laughs) When they laid it at the feet of the Lord and they just recycle the whole thing, they just take it back and come back. And they are still walking. It's the greatest. I mean, do you know how much it would hurt the father if there is something that you told him, you take it back and you are still worried about it. It's a sign that you've not tapped into the grace of joy. After you pray, leave it to God. Sometimes you say it to the Lord and just, it, it looks, it, it's almost for you like it's God didn't hear it. That's why you still woke up and worried over that problem. But Mark 11 Jesus said when you stand praying believe what you prayed is already given unto you. So it is against the word when you pray, when you have a father in heaven, when you say to him and then it looks like you didn't hear and then you're still worried about it and trying to find a solution and then again next day you say the same problem Ten minutes you feel good, again you come back and you say the same thing. No, no, you, you are not walking in grace, you are walking in some religious activity. A man of God told me, when, when you pray, see the Lord sitting in front of you. He said he had an experience, he saw the Lord sitting in front of him. And he went up to pray, and he was in the spirit, he saw the Lord. I he said, what do you want? The Lord asked him, What do you want? So he said, oh, Lord, so many you know, so many bad medical reports and all that. The Lord heard. The Lord said like that. And the Lord said, Go. He said, what? Yeah. In other words, the father is taking care of it. There are people who just love to worry. They feel out of place if they don't worry. Have you seen people like that? (laughs) As a matter of fact, sometimes, you know, when you don't worry, people think, Oh my God, this guy is in a denial mode. (laughs) I remember when we were buying that land and we had six months to pay the amount and thankfully by the grace of God God kept me from worrying and then there was this uh, you know committed auntie in the church who came to me and said Pastor I mean maybe you should see your spiritual father or take counsel from somebody because you're pretty Relaxed about the whole thing. We are so worked (laughs) up. The way of the faith is different. Say it with me. The way of faith is different. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How much time do we have here? 9.40. Okay. Okay. we have not reached anywhere, okay. But I'm sure some of you are enjoying the word. Look at somebody and say, Don't worry, be happy. You know that song? Hmm? Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy
0: Is every little guess gonna be, be all right? For right.
1: oh, 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 oh. so so everything gonna be all right. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Amen. I have two more points. I'm just gonna say it. The grace of God. will make you I mean liberality is a sign of the grace 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 and verses 2 the grace of giving it's a two way channel giving and receiving giving and receiving It's a two-way channel Grace operates and, and when grace operates Somebody begins to give under the Lord People ask you Why are you giving so much? But living beyond money You're not controlled by money There's a time when you are You know Wanting to initially Walk with the Lord You begin to count Okay 100 rupees 10 rupees Tithe Okay 1 rupee extra Okay and you fasted, prayed and thought thrice before you gave that then felt guilty wish you could put that hand into that offering box once again and take it back but there's a time like that (laughs) but the more grace shows up it doesn't matter you just keep giving, giving because giving increases your capacity to receive the more you give, your capacity increases for God to give it back unto you Amen Amen I'm just saying that and the last one we pray is pleasure many don't live a pleasurable life Job 36 11 says what does it say you will spend your days in pleasure when you obey the Lord and serve him Amen Hallelujah God wants you to have pleasure in life Many don't live a pleasurable life. God cares about you being happy. Your Bible study becomes pleasurable. Your praying becomes pleasurable. You're spending time with your kids becoming pleasurable. There are people who do all this, cooking, everything, what you're supposed to do. But there's pleasure. If you want to jog, you jog out of pleasure, not because you want to lose weight. you're like, okay. 5,000 steps. Okay. Amen, Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Amen. So tonight I want you to look at your life. And say, Lord, I need to tap into grace. Grace is something that works inwardly. And for you to walk in that grace, we heard a lot of things, but the only thing that is needed is for you to be sincere. For you to be yourself. For you to not fake it. For For you to open your heart to the Lord and say, Lord, this is where I'm struggling. This is what I need. I need your grace. Ask of him and he will give it to you.